On today's episode of Rice Asian Movies Podcast, our all-Asian panel reviews Mortal Kombat 2021 and debates whether it's ethical to stack the deck in our favor before a competition, which is a key theme in the movie. What up, what up, listeners, and welcome to Rice Asian Movies Podcast, now part of the Sonar Network. Each week, we review an Asian-led film through the lens of representation and debate a cultural topic plucked from the movie's themes. I'm your host, Vong Show, official spokesperson for gay, super cute Asians, and on our show today, we've got Leonard Chan. Hello! Hey, Leonard. Um, so, uh, before we jump into the movie review, what was the most memorable part of your week? Oh man, uh, everything's just blurring into the <laughs> one day just blurs <laughs> into the next. Now, um, I uh, I actually ended up. Oh, I had like a, a long, long, long meeting with uh, a writing partner to uh, beat out the all the beats for a pilot that we're writing for a new TV show that we're working on. So, uh, oh. yeah, so we're getting somewhere with that, and that's kind of cool. Oh, that's amazing! That's amazing. Uh, yeah, I always find that, you know, the, the beginnings of projects when, you know, things aren't fully formed yet are kind of the most fun parts, um, where they're just, there's so much possibilities. It's like life when you're, when you're still young and you, you, you don't know any better yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. We haven't so been, much can happen. We haven't been beat up by reality. We haven't, uh, yeah. Like this script has so much promise. It hasn't gone through <laughs> network notes. It hasn't been criticized. Uh, you know, we haven't tried to give birth to it yet. But uh, when we do, it's going to be rough. Uh, but uh, but I do go. like writing with partic- this particular partner. So it's it's, it's good. He oh, knows awesome. he's very, awesome. very good. And he knows more than I do about everything, which is awesome. So, uh, yeah, it's that's my goal is to never be the smartest person in the room. Well, you know, it definitely always helps to work with competent people who know who know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Um, which is why I want to say it's been an honor to work with you, Leonard. Obviously, very competent <laughs> um, as, a, as a podcaster and as a reviewer and as a writer. And together, um, along with many other hosts um, across the, uh, the, the, the past year, obviously, um, you know, our current host, Ronica Antipolo, who isn't here at the moment, but also, of course, Jennifer Shang, um, Anna Lowe, Sebastian D. Chow, you know, several guests. Um, you know, I am proud of everybody because we have just been nominated for two Canadian Podcast Awards. And uh, it's, it, you know, the credit goes to everybody who has been involved on the podcast since the beginning. And of course, our segment producer, David P. Arnold. Um, and uh, the two categories we're nominated in is Outstanding Society and Culture Series and outstanding television and film series. So I'm very excited. Uh, if you are a if you're a fellow podcaster, you can go to uh, CanPod. Um, oh great, I forget <laughs> the website. CanPodAwards.ca. Can can pod, yeah, CanPodAwards.ca, and uh, create an account and then uh, vote for us. So the voting is only um, by podcasters for podcasters. Um, so yeah, so we're we're honored that our fellow industry members have nominated us, um, and the uh, the the other really exciting part of my week was 
I was profiled on CBC for um, a, for for a news story um, about uh, about me and this project that I was working on called Fresh Rice. Um, it, it's a web series that's now on YouTube featuring uh, new Asian comedians at the start of their careers. And you know, I've I've done a lot of interviews over the past couple of years, and usually what happens is you do a long interview and then you. You get like 30, <laughs> like 30 seconds, seconds yeah. on the screen. And it's, yeah, it's um, never the 30 most. seconds you want. You're like, really? That's yeah. <laughs> that's what you took from that? Like I said, some really brilliant things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so with this one, it was it was about a it was about, you know, a twenty minute interview and they used about half of it. Yeah. It was like almost a ten it was like an eight to ten minute segment and it led off the whole show. It was the lead story on a news broadcast. I was like completely shocked, but super excited. Um so yeah, if you want to check it out, uh, just look up a CBC Hour Toronto um, for the May eight episode, and um, and there you go. Or honestly, check out any of my social media. I've been uh, talking about it um, like a uh, total uh, publicity whore because I am, <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's why uh, I love him. Because I suck at I suck at publicity. I hate it. I hate doing it. And it's just like, oh my God, somebody else who's going to do it and is good at it. Yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> oh, thank you. And um, the funny thing is that was the first of three big pieces that are going to drop. Um, I actually have another profile coming up. Um, but this one's uh, less about fresh rice and more about just my own comedy career. And this one was actually a live interview filmed at the Glenn Gould studio. And it's coming out on Tuesday. So check out CBC on Tuesday, May. I don't know. I'm so bad with dates. So today is the 9th. So uh, Tuesday, May 11th at 6 p.m. or at 11 p.m., just the uh, nightly Toronto news. And there'll be another profile of me by a different reporter um, uh, tackling a little bit different part of my life. And now this this interview was actually almost 90 minutes. So I don't know if it's going to be another long profile or it could be once again, a 30 second um, appearance. So I, I honestly don't know. Um, (laughs) And we will, we will see. And then there's also another profile on the digital CBC comedy that's coming up that I'm also very excited about. So uh, yeah. Anyway, so this week has been all about self promotion, which is cool. And uh, I, I do want to say we are recording this on on Sunday, May 9th. So it, this releases on May the eleventh. But um, this uh, re- uh, we're recording on May 9th, which of course is Mother's Day. So I do mm. want to say Happy Mother's Day to my mom. Um, well, now I feel bad that I didn't do that first. <laughs> goal achieved making leonard feel guilty i already wished her a happy mother's day earlier today and i offered uh to order her like uber eats or something whatever she wanted because we can't go to dinner like we normally would um and then she was like no it's 5 p.m and we've already eaten <laughs> <laughs> they're old they're old i forgot 
Oh, wow. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, uh, okay, so moving on to this week's movie of the week. Very, very excited. It is a Mortal Kombat 2021 edition. We had previously reviewed Mortal Kombat 1995, which we all loved. So I'm very excited to hear Leonard's thoughts on this movie. Now, uh, just a quick synopsis is... Uh, Mortal Kombat 2021 is about MMA fighter Cole Young, who seeks out Earth's greatest champions in order to stand against the enemies of Outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe. It stars Louis Tan as Cole Young and Joe Taslam as a Bihan slash Sub-Zero, and actually quite a few Asians um, also uh, make an appearance in this movie it was directed by simon mccoy and so uh i'll just throw and oh actually you know what before we jump into uh whether we like the movie or not i'll just do a quick run through on representation because of course we are all about asian representation on this show so um on screen representation there is a lot of agents so as i mentioned we have lewis tan and joe taslam um we do have a uh, ludi lin as Liu king uh, max wong as kung lao chin han as shang sung and tadanobu asano as lord raiden and yes i know in japanese that would be pronounced raiden but for some weird reason in mortal kombat it is officially pronounced raiden <laughs> which is yes obnoxious um now uh off screen the director and and all four writers are all white men white, i'm gonna assume white 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 I'm going to assume all four straight white men, um, just because that's how the power structures work. But if one of them are gay, somebody please correct me in uh, by leaving a comment or something. But, uh, you know, standard Hollywood, they, they, they do put us... Uh, there is more representation coming up on screen, but off screen... Yeah. Uh, yeah. not so much decision making, not so much. I will say one of the, um, one of the producers, I think... Between the producers and executive producers, there's 10 of them. But, like, one of them is James Wan. So, there you go. One decision maker is, uh, is Asian. So <laughs> and, uh, and we don't know if there are any gay, gay, gay ones. You know what would be awesome? Instead of fatalities, they had gaytalities. <laughs> I don't know what that would look like, but, man. <laughs> <laughs> that... Oh my god, my my brain is. <laughs> you know what? That's that's going to distract me for the whole show thinking about fatalities. <laughs> <but> that's uh, <laughs> that's, Finish that's him. pretty awesome. <laughs> totally um, meaning. <laughs> now going into the actual movie itself, Leonard. The big question: Does Mortal Kombat bring honor to us all, or does the film bring shame upon our ancestors? You know what? I actually like this movie. Uh, it's not as good as 1995. I will say that right off the bat. Mm. I think that was better. <laughs> I think this movie, um, for what it was, it was fun. The first act was great. Like the opening, like mm. the first 10 minutes, I was like, oh, damn, this is this is great. And then it just mm-hmm. kind of lost steam a little bit. Like it kind of got bogged down. Like, you know, and, and I feel like it didn't, uh, because it didn't, oh, are we doing spoilers yet? Yeah, yeah. Full. Oh, sorry. Uh, everybody <laughs> listening, uh, full spoilers. You have been warned. Uh, okay, go ahead. Okay, so in this particular uh, version of Mortal Kombat, they didn't do the actual tournament <laughs> at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, they just kind of sidestepped the whole thing and just had fights. 
And and I think part of that is like they didn't want to like just copy 1995's Mortal Kombat, which I understand, but like I don't know, man. Like the whole middle of it was like we have to discover our secret powers, and it's like, yo, okay, we're like midway through the video game, and now we're doing a tutorial. What the fuck? So <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it just kind of got, yeah. Like I, it started off really well, and like, and the fight scenes are great, right? And which kind of like is it's too bad because like you see like the promise of the one-on-one fight scenes and I would have loved like sort of a Mortal Kombat blood sport type situation. I think that would have been Mm -hmm. better. Like they, like the way they did the ending, they tried. I just don't think it worked. And like, I didn't really, and I didn't really love the new main character. I got to say like his whole superpower is like, Oh, I can take a beating (laughs) and I won't give up. That's it. That's your superpower. It's ridiculous. Uh, so I didn't love that. And then, Oh, and so our co-host Veronica, uh, would be here, but she got the vaccine and a weird rash. So she's not here, but we sent to the hospital because the only fatality you want to discuss is in Mortal Kombat. But (laughs) she wanted to point out that the CGI Goro was janky, which agreed. Uh, He looked much the same as 1995 Goro. I feel like there's been 26 years of technical advancements that that shouldn't have happened. But... Um, but I will say, like, I laughed. There were some, like, funny scenes, like, uh, oh, and Josh Lawson, who plays Kano, like, fucking stole the movie. Like, he's so, which sucks because he's the Mm. white guy, but he was so funny. (laughs) He had all these great lines. (laughs) Like, all these little asides afterwards. Like, he would, something would happen, and he would just, like, button a scene with, like, a little offhand one, like, one-liner, and it was great. (laughs) Like, it really reminded us that this movie's just supposed to be fun, and it was fun. Like, it wasn't a masterpiece by mm. any stretch, but it was fun. I had fun, and that's really all you could ask for. Mm. Yeah, you know, it, it was a fun movie. I do agree. The The, the opening was just spectacular. Yeah. And I actually I saw the opening about a month before we saw the movie because clearly Warner Brothers also knew their opening was amazing so they released the first seven minutes of the movie for free on youtube it was the best seven minutes unfortunately like like no joke best seven minutes the rest of it does not live up to that seven minutes yeah i that's the movie i wanted i was like wow this is really gonna dig into like sub-zero and scorpion and you know like i've i've played all the video games are up to like what number 11 and like there's actually quite a rich history Mm -hmm. um and they kind of tease it by you know specifically naming sub-zero bihan instead of just sub-zero so you know that he's part of like a larger clan the lin kuei i think it is or whatever um and it just it just teases it and i wish they just sort of stuck with it a little bit more um, I, I, I don't really know. Then they sort of come into the present time and yeah, Cole was not, um, compelling yeah, in Cole, any way. <laughs> no, this, this whole was boring, yeah. man. Like he, like he sucked at MMA and I, I see like how they tried to give him an arc of like, I think at first he was all offense and they're like, oh, you need to like, it can't be all offense. So then like, his final arc was to learn to like block i don't i don't really, I don't know really what it understand. was like I, I think he like i think he like because okay so like in the movie basically like after they have to like unlock their secret power or whatever and so like kano's yeah. secret power was like firing lasers out of his eyes and then <laughs> and then oh yeah and then sonya like just is it sonya yeah sonya blade right that's her name yeah. she like just randomly discovers her powers like so quickly and it's i forget what what her power was like because it just kind of showed up for like a half second but like 
Um, yeah. There's that, and then yeah, and this dude he's like, I can't figure out my power, and then you know, like he goes home, and then Goro like beats the power out of him basically, <laughs> and his power is taking a beating. That's his power, and then like I guess like these like magical uh, like spirit tonfus, I guess is. <laughs> Oh my uh, God. Yeah, I don't. Oh, which then suddenly have knives attached. I don't know. It was weird. It didn't made. It, I didn't quite understand why any of that was happening. Like it was only. Like I think like the heart of the movie, is like the Scorpion Sub Zero rivalry, and mm-hmm. they started the movie with that, and then it doesn't show up again until the end. And it's like, oh man, like so beginning good and good, and then everything in the middle was like. They could have done a lot more with it, you know? Yeah, I I also think, like, the two actors they got to play Scorpion and Sub-Zero were probably like, the two best actors in this as well. So you're just like, oh, my God, why didn't they just show more of... Well, they did show a lot of Sub-Zero, but, like, the guy they got to play Scorpion, like, I've seen him in a lot of things. He's really compelling. Yeah. And in that opening scene, he was really compelling. Um so, you know what? I feel like they're teasing it. They'll probably have more backstory in a future movie, but I wish it was this movie, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately. Because as anybody who plays the game knows, it's going to be like, you know, it's going to be Sub-Zero's little brother is going to come because Scorpion got his revenge, but then the little brother comes and it's, the little brother is less evil, but then you find out that actually Sub-Zero killed uh, the Scorpion's clan because he was tricked into it, so actually he wasn't even that evil. It's like this whole other thing. So they, there is like lots of story yeah. to go into. Oh, I probably should have given like a, a spoiler warning for the video games, <laughs> but anyway. Um, it's it's this whole thing. Yeah, because that's why people um, are playing Mortal Kombat, with a story. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah that's why i read playboy <laughs> for the story yeah the articles. I, <laughs> I think it was an interesting thing of them like quote-unquote subverting our expectations i guess to like get rid of the the call the, <laughs> the tournament but then like making it into one-on-one fights anyway because the tournament is what gives you the one-on-one yeah. fights but then they had to like because uh, they got rid of the tournament, they then had to, like, come up with, like, a dumb reason to have one-on-one fights. Yeah. But, like, if you didn't get rid of it, then you wouldn't have needed another reason. Exactly. Um, and, and it's not like the stakes weren't high enough. It's like, hey, man, we've already lost nine. If we lose the tenth, then the world goes to literal hell. So it's like, yeah, I feel the stakes are there. And, yeah, they're cheating or whatever. That was the whole point of it, right? It's like, because they're bad guys. They're like, yeah, we're just going to cheat and we're going to kill everybody before the tournament. And so then they have to fight back. But like, I think there is better ways they could have done that. Yeah. And, and the crazy thing is it's like revenge thrillers are super popular. Mm-hmm. There's like a whole genre and they set, they set that up at the beginning. It's like, I was like, oh, this is going to be like Mortal Kombat but, like, using the revenge thriller, you know, narrative frame kind of thing. I was like, oh, this is going to be some cool shit, yo. Yeah. It's, like, revenge thriller with, like, superpowers. And then, what? No. And then it's, like, I have to learn to care about Cole <laughs> Young and his new family. I was like, yeah. but no, I care about, like, the dead people. I want revenge for them. Exactly. These people, I, I don't yeah, know. I didn't care about Cole at all. That was, like, that was a huge detriment <laughs> to the film is that, like, the protagonist invoked no feelings in me whatsoever um but the fatalities are good like the cgi other than goro like the fatalities were like (laughs) solid like the thing that happened to Jax with his arms get frozen and ripped off and it's like oh he's can't jacks off now this is brutal (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the thing that happened was it? No, was it Melina? Who's the the thing with the wings? That there was they kind of made a big deal out of for thirty seconds, and she lasted about thirty seconds in the fight, <laughs> where she gets yeah, like sawed in half by uh, by Kung Kung Lao. I don't even I don't even know if she's from the game. I I don't recognize her. There there are like a hundred something characters, so she could very well be in the game, so don't get mad at me if I don't know her. She's definitely not one of the prominent characters anyway. Mm-hmm. Like I've been playing this game for a long time and I was like, who is this winged woman? Um they definitely didn't choose from like the A list of of the hundred characters. Yeah, Johnny so. Cage notice notably not in the film. Uh, but it, mm-hmm. I think they're setting it, if they do a sequel, they're setting it up that he will be in the sequel. And I think it would be amazing if they get Nicolas Cage to play Johnny Cage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be pretty, that'd be pretty amazing. That'd be pretty, pretty amazing. Um, yeah, you know, what, what you said is right. I, 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 I did really love that Sub Zero versus Jack's fight. Also, once again, very close to the beginning. Um, yeah. They really did yeah. do quite a bit of the good the stuff. First the first act beginning. was awesome. The first act was really. I was like, oh man, this movie slaps. Like this is gonna be great. And then <laughs> and then it just kind of fell apart in the mid. Like the second act was boring, and then the third act just didn't live up to the promise of the first act. So. I feel like everything new that they added that wasn't from the game is what made it bad, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, like getting rid of the tournament structure, the weird, you know, having to find your superpower and then the birthmark. Like if you kill somebody, you get their yeah. birthmark. But I was like, but then why is it called a birthmark? Because <laughs> then I wasn't born with it if I killed you and I got... I was yeah. like, honestly, none of this really makes sense anymore. <laughs> Again, um, Mortal Kombat. Like, you're not there for the sense. You're there for the... I mean, and, but which I get, like, I, and which is funny that I'm saying that because, like, my criticism of every other movie that we've watched that's been in the same vein has been like, there's no logic to this! But then here I'm just like, I don't know why I'm giving this one a pass, but for some reason I am. <laughs> I feel like for me it was like it was the drastic change and they set up my expectations. Yeah. If it had kind of started without like say you take away that you the first act and it just kind of, you know, starts with them, you know, hunting down the different warriors and whatever, mm-hmm. I was I I would have been like, okay, cool movie. I might have even had more fun with it. It's just they started out with like, oh wow, this is gonna be so good, revenge thriller, and then it was like, no, it's 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 really not. But it's still worth seeing. Yeah, I will say, um, yeah. Uh, just to wrap it up, we usually say, would we recommend this movie, and would we see the sequel? Does it do enough to make us recommend it and or see the sequel? So I'll say, yes, I would recommend it. You know, it's a pandemic. What else <laughs> you can watch? It's, uh, it is it is fun. It does have really good moments. And just for the opening act, for sure, see it. Yeah. And, you and know, it's on YouTube. I, so you can just watch it yeah. there. <laughs> there you go. And then as far as the sequel, yeah. I'll I'll definitely see the sequel because they are teasing the Scorpion versus Sub Zero stuff some more, but you know most movies like this, you know like uh, like Resident Evil comes to mind, but quite a few like other franchises, 
whenever they set up the sequel um, and they sort of hint at what the structure will be, they usually like undo that structure in the first like three minutes of the new movie anyway. Yeah. So I don't actually think they're going to follow what they set up, uh, which is fine because I think the setup was pretty dumb of them going around looking for champions. Maybe they'll even just do that off screen and then start like a whole new movie. Yeah. Um, so it, like, yeah, they set, they had the second one set up like a seven samurai sort of thing. Well, they got to go around and gather mm. heroes and then, like, fight and whatever. Mm. Um, Magnificent Seven. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so would you, Leonard, recommend this and or see the sequel? Um, yeah, I mean, I would, if you're a Mortal Kombat fan, 100% I would recommend it. Uh, if you just, like, okay, occasionally like martial arts movies with, like, some one-liners, then, yeah, I would also recommend it. If you like just a lot of blood, then I would recommend that, too. <laughs> if you... Um, yeah, that's that's about it. Any any other if you fall outside any of those categories, no don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. That is our review of Mortal Kombat 2021. We're going to take a very short break, but we'll come back with our next segment um in which we we debate uh we debate a theme plucked from the movie and this week's debate topic is stacking the deck in your favor before a competition which is of course what Shang Tsung tried to do in this movie oh and actually before we go to break I, I that's one thing i forgot to mention is i really didn't like the actors that played uh, Shang Tsung mm. and uh and Lord Raiden yeah um like especially the 1995 movie definitely got that better i am glad that Lord Raiden was finally not played by a white guy for the first time in history, which is good. Um, but they held no gravitas. Like, yeah. they just... They didn't command the screen the way those characters are supposed to. Yeah. And that was a little bit disappointing for fans yeah. of... It's hard. It's so hard to live up to, like, Kiri, uh, Kiri Hiroyuki Tagawa, right? Like, that guy was just so, mm -hmm. so, so, so yeah. good. Um, but I agree, you know... Uh, not white guy for Raiden is good, and that I, I forget that guy's name. The guy played Raiden in the new movie, but he's like a Japanese. He's supposed to be mm -hmm. like a Japanese legend. Although you know, every time I looked at him, I was like, he kind of looks like Ronnie Chang, and I can't get that out of my head. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, he's uh, Tadanobu Asano is his name. <laughs> Um, yeah, so sorry, Japanese film fans who uh, who see him as a legend. I just, I just maybe it's because his eyes were glowing weird. <laughs> it just he didn't really have much presence in this movie. Maybe they needed to give him like more commanding camera angles or something. I don't know, but it just didn't work for me. Um, but anyway, we will be uh, back uh, shortly, and uh, we will have our debate topic. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What up? What up, listeners? We are back from our very short break. And now we are going to discuss a topic plucked from our movie of the week's themes. And our movie of the week this week, of course, is Mortal Kombat. And the... Uh, the topic we are going to discuss is stacking the deck in your favor before a competition. Is it ethical? And have you ever done that before? Now I know with uh, with uh, so with uh, with um, with uh, me and Leonard, we uh, both uh, went to school for engineering. Lots of competitions um, in engineering, and also as comedians, there are also a lot of competitions. So I will throw it out to Leonard. Um, is it ethical to uh, to stack the deck? in your favor or eliminate the competition <laughs> um and uh are there times in your life where you where you do where you did that to win a competition yeah you know it's just like mortal Kombat. before a comedy competition i like to have all the other strong comedians killed uh, <laughs> <laughs> i think that's a really easy way to do it no you know what i don't like i mean i think uh what's important like for me like the, co- the competition isn't about beating the other person it's about being better than who i was and the other, whoever I'm competing against, they're just like a tool, a benchmark against which I have to then make my, that I use to make myself better, right? So if I'm like stacking the mm. deck by like literally, <laughs> like get like, you know, poisoning them or whatever, <laughs> whatever Lady Macbeth crap, uh, yeah, that doesn't help me. That's not going to help me. Like, yeah, you, you, maybe you win a competition, but who cares? Like, you're not getting better. And that's the important thing, mm. getting better. Because then that's how you win always. <laughs> right? So, so I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't do that. Because uh, <laughs> there's something about, like, the spirit of fair competition that I enjoy. You know? Like, if I'm, mm. like, you know, like, I don't know if you... Oh, man. Like, what... what uh, this, is, this is a stupid thing. Like, uh, have you seen the movie The Quick and the Dead? <laughs> With I Gene have, yeah. yeah, so remember, like, that guy, like, uh, breaks Russell... Spoiler for Quick and the Dead. Like, that guy, like, breaks Russell Crowe's hand, like, before the duel, and then Gene Hackman's furious, because he's like, well, I wanted a real competition! So he, like, kills that other dude, like, who did it. Mm. It's like that. Like, I wouldn't be happy if, like, it wasn't fair, because, you know, uh, I'd, like, handicap my opponent prior. Like, where's the sport? Where's the... It's, it's a hollow victory, in my mind. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I think the best example I can think of in the movies is uh, is Gladiator when um, when uh, yeah, you know exactly they stab Russell Crowe. We got his... another Russell Crowe movie where Russell Crowe gets stabbed yeah. or otherwise injured prior to a big fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. So for me. Like, I don't want to eliminate the competition beforehand because, yeah, I, you know, like, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm as extreme as, say, like, a Michael Jordan where he, like, he wants everybody at their 100% best. Mm. He doesn't want you sick. He does because, like, when he beats you, he wants you to know that he beat you at your best. So there's no, there's no you know, question. just so it, like, there's no excuses. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, and so I wouldn't say I'm that extreme <laughs> as Michael Jordan. Like, I'm all for fair competition, but I will also do everything it takes to um, to give myself the best chance of winning, like, within the rules. Yeah. And so, obviously, with Mortal Kombat, you know, they kind of they made a throwaway line saying that they weren't breaking any rules officially by killing people <laughs> off before the competition. <laughs> But I don't know. That's a little bit of a great. Which, by the area. way, I think that um, whoever wrote the rule book just really fucked up, right? Like, if it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> like it should be explicit that you're not allowed to kill the competition prior. Then again, I yeah. suppose uh, you know, comedy brawl. Nobody said I couldn't kill people beforehand. <laughs> so I guess, I guess <laughs> it's one of those like we oh, didn't Lord. think we had to write it down. <laughs> yeah. No, but, you know, like, but there are certain things with competitions that, you know, learning the rules and making sure you have the best chance to win, you know, like comedy competitions, you know, most people know it's about, like, audience voting. So, you know, let's, I probably wouldn't invite all my mailing list until the finals or something, yeah. you know, like, there, there, there are ways of, like, making sure that it's within the rules, but also giving yourself the best chance to win. Yeah. And also for me, mentally as well, it's about, like, mental preparation of so like probably um a big thing for me is like with sports tournaments mm. and people don't realize this but most of the time um now it depends on, on the sport but i say like more so with, with badminton um which I, I played a lot growing up but also like in other sports that i play like tennis and volleyball it it matters a little bit less but it, the mental edge still matters like most of the time when you step onto the court like the victory's already been decided. Like somebody already knows that they're going to lose. Um, and so I do want that mental edge going onto the court. And it's, it's like little small things, like how you warm up, how you prepare, how you interact with your competitors before. And I'm not saying like be shady. It's just, there's like a way that you can prepare that, you know, and it's not just for show. It actually does help you um, get better. So I was really known in badminton for like my footwork warm up. Mm. And like it wasn't just to intimidate the other side. It literally was like if, if you played a high level, you actually do have to do those footwork warm ups. Um, but anybody who doesn't like do that, like, you know, did I add a little extra flair where it looked like, you know, like a martial arts demonstration? <laughs> yeah, maybe. But you know, if you get that mental edge where they're like, okay, wow, I'm already defeated. Because so in badminton, growing up, I, I played in Winnipeg and, and Manitoba and everything. And I had the record for most 15-0 sets in the history of like of Winnipeg because I just knew how to beat people before <laughs> Before it started, and I'm not cheating. Like, no. I'm sorry if like my warm up intimidates That's you. That's not cheating. That's but, just like, them not having the mental fortitude to keep up with you. Yeah, and you know, usually you 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 jump out to like a big lead after that, and it just reinforces. Yeah. I always knew if I jumped up to a five five zero lead, it was yeah. over. Like it was going to be fifteen zero um, because it just reinforces what they already think. Mm -hmm. Like they're out of their league. And if you can make people think that before you play them, it yeah. kind of, you know, why, why work so yeah. hard? Um, yeah, no, they've they've lost know. before it's even began. <clears throat> yeah. Way ba uh, back in a former life, I was uh, an ax throwing champion. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Wow. I have uh, four, four ax throwing championships. Uh, 
and <laughs> I would just do trick shots beforehand, just like just random trick shots, just you know, mm. just like throwing two axes at the same time, whack whack, and just like throwing them upside down and the other one backwards, and like doing like double rotations, whatever, just to practice. People were like, what "Oh the my god, man? yeah." <laughs> Wow, there you go, there you go. Yeah, it, inti- intimidation works. That's that's. It's all, uh, but that's all part of the game, right? And I think that's fine. Yeah. Right? And you're not stacking the deck. That's just playing the game, right? Yeah. Like if I threw my I, I axe were... at my opponent, <laughs> prior, <laughs> yeah, okay, that's that's. I think that is in the rules. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I was, you know. It's funny. I, I was surprised at the start of the Mortal Kombat movie because they let Sub Zero beat Raiden like straight up one on one without any like advantages. And usually, when you know there's going to be a rematch, mm. at least this is like a manga thing. Like usually, there's some reason. Like you know, like you know, sure Scorpion had to fight those other people beforehand, but he like just killed them so fast mm. that uh. That it didn't factor in, but usually by the time you get to the one-on-one matchup, if there's going to be a rematch, you don't let the one-on-one matchup be so straight up because you're like, "Wow, our dude just got punked. <laughs> like he just <laughs> he just straight up lost." At least, at least you'd be like, "Oh no, if if only he didn't whatever." But I, I guess they did it because in like more American cinema, it's more about like building up. I guess they wanted to like build up Sub Zero more than they wanted to like set up the rematch. I guess. Yeah. But um. Yeah, it it was it was an interesting choice, but um, I don't know. It, with, with the mental thing, I remember um, I I had a partner, and uh, basically all every badminton partner I played with in my in my whole life, I was I was better than them for whatever reason. Because <laughs> you're choosing um, the wrong partners. You should play. You should play yeah, with my. Oh man, I, I don't know if you still play. Like my my cousin, she was an Ontario badminton champion. Oh, there so you go. should play against her. Um, <laughs> I should, I should. No, I, 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 I loved playing badminton when, when I was young. Um, but yeah, so I, I played with this one guy, and we made it to the finals. And um, for whatever reason, he just kept, like, holding his shoulder. And I was like, are you injured? Does your shoulder hurt? And he was like, no. And I was like, well, bitch, stop doing that, because <laughs> the other side who clearly thinks that we outclass them are now starting to get hope. And we actually ended up losing it. And I, I, they actually came up to us after and they're like, wow, you know, after that warm up, we thought we were toast, but then you guys look kind of injured. So that gave us hope. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, that's exactly what I told you. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, you got, oh my God, silly. I got you gotta, so you gotta, annoyed. You have to like appear invincible, right? You mm. got to crush, you got to crush and you got to crush their will. That, that's where it is, because, like, at the end of the day, yeah, like, sometimes we're just simply more physically skilled at things, and that's fine. But, like, if you're, like, equally skilled, if you, like, crush your opponent's will to win, they, they, they can't win. Because you got to want it, right? You, there has to be a desire, and you have to believe you can win. And if you, believe, if you don't believe you can win, you're not going to win. Yeah, it's 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 funny with um so we'll we'll change to like a different sport that I play, but with tennis, I also have like I'm not sure if it's a record because there's there's a lot more tournaments to think of, but I less like, difficult to get three... fifty up fifty no in tennis by the way. <laughs> yeah, but 
th- I, I have like a really good record of winning third set six love nice. um, in different tournaments. Um, and sometimes after losing the first set six love, I've, I have like some pretty wild, uh, wild scores. And it's sort of that whole thing of like, my favorite thing is when you make the other person believe in the middle of the match that like they just have no shot and like they've given up before the match is yeah. over and it's it's good and it's, it's kind of funny <laughs> it's really like fun to watch somebody crumble <laughs> and watch their soul no, so, dry up and leave their body it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> so no for me i call it like like the like the um like the the um the uh, rafael nadal strategy where you know people get mad at him because he's like oh he just does that one high loopy shot to Federer's backhand and it's annoying but for me if it's like you know, having surprise tactics is overrated because if you just have one tactic and they can't stop it, that actually is way more demoralizing than to be like, oh, I didn't expect that. I'll like readjust. If it's like, no, I know exactly what's happening and I can't stop it. That's when you, <laughs> you know win you're six You're scared of just like Chun-Li, low heavy kick over and over and over again. <laughs> and it's like, you motherfucker. <laughs> Oh, there, there's another competition. I know this sounds funny. It seems like I do lots of competitions and I have my whole life. So uh, for the listeners who don't know, I used to like travel North America playing like uh, Street Fighter street fighter tournaments. And my character was Chun-Li. Okay. And, you know, I didn't do that particular one, but I would do like in some of the games like Capcom versus SNK, her, her jumping short kick was basically like unstoppable. It was like the, the best move in, in the whole game. And like, I don't care. I would just do it over and over like either either you stop me or you like why should they change my strategy and once again i i had a lot of uh uh perfect perfect rounds and then people would get frustrated and leave and you could tell by the start of the next round they just wanted to like not be there and i know it sounds funny but I really like those victories where they're just like I just don't want to be here. I just <laughs> I just can this can this be over? And that's hard to do when they fly in from California or some shit and pay all this money to go to a tournament and they're just so defeated that they like don't even want the next round to start. I think yeah. you know. That's kind of my version of the Shang Tsung, you know, when he like sucked out Kung Lao's um soul. That's me yeah. like sucking out their soul. Suck this- Dude, <laughs> gaytality. Oh, there, you <laughs> there you go. That is my gaytality. Suck, suck them dry. Uh, <laughs> suck their souls out dry. Uh, and uh, oh, okay. Uh, let's just end it there <laughs> yeah. before I get myself into any more um, troubles. Uh, thank you to all the listeners for you know sticking with us. We've been on for over a year. We wouldn't have been able to be nominated for the Canadian podcast awards without you without your support without you listening and downloading and telling your friends about it you know thanks to the sonar network for this sounds like a word acceptance speech and we haven't even won yet but um uh thank you to the sonar network you know i know that our fellow network um um podcasters really helped us with the nominations and uh you know and and uh and and michael and mariana who run this on our network have just been amazing we've only been a part of it for a month and it seems like you know it seems like we're we're definitely a you know uh welcome part of part of the community and uh you know obviously i want to thank my co-host leonard chan and um you know, we will be back next week. Uh, next week, we will be reviewing a classic 
movie Police Story. So uh, come back for that. I know a lot of people had asked us to review Police Story after you listened to our Best Movies of All Time um, podcast. So we are going to honor that request. So watch the movie before next week so you know what the heck we're talking about. And, uh, you know, I'm Vong Show, uh, your host, uh, official spokesperson for gay, super cute Asians. And that's what's up. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!